0: I've made a significant evolution on the next question um, that that is now kind of the big thought bubble question on the right for people who are intellectually serious and honest. And that that question is this. Is there a level of exposure of the corruption and the rot gut within the system that will cause normie America now to join with us and rise up in defense of it? I thought there was. I thought COVID would be the instrument to prove this. Instead, I mean, what was one of your original COVID predictions, Aaron? I remember that I thought was brilliant at the time that we're just not going to sit home and tolerate having this level, this little decadence available to us for this long period of time. Right. That eventually the American desire for decadence debauchery um, would say, hey, you know. I, I want to go back to buying a case of beer and taking uh, the ball game this weekend much more seriously than my kids all over again, basically, is what you were saying, right? Yep. Okay. And so we, I thought at the time when you said that, that's a brilliant take. You know? That never happened, though, did it? No. No, it didn't. Weird. Then he maybe thought, all right, they're going to close the schools. And then we were in this weird position now where we're like the right is trying to get the kids back into the schools, right? Against the left. That didn't do it, though, either, did it? No. Yeah, didn't. Or they're gonna mask our kids the little kids, even that didn't do it, yeah uh they're gonna say you can't put your kids in school um unless you drug them with a poison that probably doesn't work. That didn't do it, no or, or here's the one. okay, fine, maybe you don't care about your kids and you use government schools as glorified daycare, but you care about yourself, and now they're telling you that you can't stay at work unless you put you take the poison yourself. That would be the moment, right? That is that is that what happened? No. That that didn't occur either. No. So, in the 2020 election, we were told, well, well the excuse was a bunch of people in suburbs and exurbs where the three of us live voted for Joe Biden over mean tweets, which did happen, okay? And and so that's that explains why we didn't get the rising up in 2020. Okay. I I even believe that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I believe that. Then we got to 2022. Trump wasn't on the ballot, right? Trump's not on Twitter. Not even really being talked about all that much. Really. And the Democrats, man, are just letting the freak flag fly, right? Now they've gone from poisoning the kids to just chopping their balls off and chest binding their uh, their, their boobs before they even blossom, right? And you're thinking, okay, at least that's what I was thinking this time last year. I'm like, this is going to be like the let's roll. The normies are like this ain't happening because promising things like we saw Glenn Youngkin's surprising win in Virginia, right. right? Okay, you know, and you're you're thinking, no, ah, all right, because Glenn Youngkin's certainly not a Desantian level of character, correct? You know, so all right, Glenn Nor- Glenn Youngkin would kind of be the kind of Republican that would sort of appeal to these normies, right? Okay, yeah, twenty twenty two, normie show up, no, no, they didn't, and so now I. Based on evidence, so based on evidence of, of how demonic the left was clearly willing to show it was able to go, I now have to adjust my tactics accordingly. Now, I'm never abandoning my fundamentals, but I'm talking like my traditionals, so maybe that's a mm-hmm. way of saying things. Things that you don't really want to abandon unless it's really all-out war. I became convinced it's all-out war, so that. The traditionals have to go. I'm not abandoning my fundamentals, but the traditionals, the open hand stuff that maybe I was uncomfortable with or I'm not glad to do, that's gotta go because war is upon us, right? Yes. Okay. So I was convinced I was in the yes, the exposure, people will rise up, crowd. We gave them two major chances. And they failed us both times. But this is the debate now. Is there a level of rot gut or corruption? And or corruption that we can expose on platforms like this and get out into the mainstream that the the, the normie America will say we have to topple these institutions doing this to us. I used to think there was. I no longer do. And that means there's only two options then. If I don't think that that is in play any longer. and And, and those only two options are we're going to have to learn to do this the long, hard way um that there's we're not going to have some like massive uprising at that bastille to overthrow the long march to the institutions in a ten minute tantrum this is going to be a this is now g- going to be a generational battle we 're going to have to learn how to win and then we acquire power we have to win to acquire power and then once we have that power we have to wield it effectively but but devastatingly anything other than that if we don't do that then Antietam it is Next hour, we'll be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. But first, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
1: What happened while we were away brought to you by Intel lapses. FBI Director Chris Wray told the Senate yesterday he's concerned about lapses in intel on terrorists in the United States. It is a time to be concerned. Uh, We are in a
0: dangerous period. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from from conducting an attack on U.S. soil?
1: I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, with the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at, together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. Learning Fetterman today, today's phrase is, maybe you could secure the border. Should crypto exist? In other words, is you know, where should it exist? Like, you know, why should it endure? Donald Trump is already planting the seeds that the Iowa caucuses will be stolen from him. In another video from the basement of Mar-a-Lago, Trump doesn't sound too confident about how Iowa will shake out. Appreciate it. The most important thing you can do for our campaign is to lock in your 10 for Trump and turn them out for caucuses, teach them how to caucus, take them in your car on caucus night, if you have to uh, do whatever is necessary, we got to get them in. we got to make America great again. So do whatever it takes. If you do, we will win and win big, and that's what you have to do. You know the other side does cheat, and we're not going to let that happen. According to the U.K. Daily Mail, U.S. taxpayer money was used to experiment with coronaviruses from the Chinese lab thought to be the source of the COVID pandemic more than a year before the global outbreak. The National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, under Dr. Anthony Fauci's leadership, infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats with a SARS-like virus called WIV-1 at a lab in Montana in 2018. The WIV-1 coronavirus was shipped from the Wuhan lab, the FBI I believe, caused the COVID pandemic and was tested on bats acquired from a roadside Maryland zoo. Meanwhile, in the UK, British police arrested a man who posted a video of himself on Facebook criticizing pro-Hamas rallies in the country. No. I mean, so it's a bill one to just impose that you do not attend any events involved in
0: Palestine, in okay? The okay. reasons why we do <laughs> this is on the 70th of the 10th of 2023 on Beverly Green Road at 10:04. You, you were the witnesses saying, obviously, people, while why they over here, et cetera, we let them into our country, et cetera. So, thank you. Yeah, okay. So, thank you. Can you find it? She's on the television. No. See
2: that. Come. Take him! Disgusting! He's a disgusting! Absolute! I'm a stage four (laughs) cancer patient, and I need a
1: And finally, the greatest Halloween costume of all time—you be the judge. For those of you listening, we see a kid dressed up like Joe Biden being led around by his handlers and stumbling up the front steps of a house.
2: (laughs) Mr. President, Mr. President, please, please, one step, Mr.
1: President. Yes, good job. (laughs) 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 and that's what happened while we were away that's, that's absolutely incredible
0: i watched that like 70 times last night i couldn't stop i mean that is those kids are inc- those parents should be yeah. very proud those young men are going somewhere absolutely unlike, unlike the cops who are roughly the same age in Britain, who have apparently never heard of George Orwell or don't care. My goodness, the difference there. One is, understands. there's a good laugh at this. We're going to mock it merciless. The other one, no, I, I'm happy to be the joke. I'll be the punchline. Pathetic. Anyway, that was a really fun Halloween costume. I, I've given up on on any form of justice or anything. I mean, I just, I, I don't. I don't see outside of people in an audience like this. I just don't think people care. I, I don't. So take the laugh track when you can get it. And that Halloween costume was incredible and maybe the best Halloween costume I've ever seen. I want to start actually with the... Because um, I was actually going to go here anyway until you brought it up. But I, I want to start with the Montana Lab Experiments that were uncovered yesterday that Aaron highlighted in his montage. I don't know how else to put this. I mean, I really don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it bluntly. There absolutely ought to be hangings for this. Absolutely. We should see heads swinging from trees for this after a, after a fair trial, of course. But in any previous era of the West, we would, be doing, we would be doing the show calling for there to be trials to avoid lynch mobs, posses, vigilante justices. People just say, oh, hell no. My family business that fed our family for generations is gone because of blank. My grandpa died alone because of blank. My mom died alone because of blank. My friend couldn't get to their Celebrate Recovery group and committed suicide because of blank. Blank. In any previous era, we would, we'd have to, you know, use one of Todd's favorite historical analogies on the program. We'd have to be John Adams defending the Redcoats after the Boston Massacre to make sure that all righteousness was fulfilled, that there is still a justice system that, as you know, a biblical worldview doesn't trust the passions of the people because people are sinners. It's just right now, all the passion is on one side. So it seems as if a biblical worldview only holds one particular side accountable, right? But the reality is the Bible describes itself as a double-edged sword. That's not true at all. That's why it's called a narrow road. (laughs) All right? And in any other era, The temptation would be to instantly, without any law and order, just take the law into your own hands, given the generational damage that has been done. Everything that is going on in our country right now, and I mean everything, absolutely everything, Well, Steve, the Hamas attack in in Israel. Well, prior to COVID, Donald Trump was president and signing Abrahamic accords. Weren't any Israeli 9-11s in the last administration, were there? Everything. Absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Either has its origins in COVID or was a pre-existing problem like the border that COVID then exacerbated. Everything. Was, gov- was debt a problem before COVID? Yes. Were presidents, including Trump, by the way, spending too much money before COVID? Yes. Yes. Then what happened with COVID? Ours went up to 27 now, actually, Mr. Spinal Tap. We went past 11, way past, and printed 80% of all dollars ever in circulation in the history of this country. Everything. Everything that on a macro level was existentially threatening us both as a culture and then on a micro level us just as households has its origins either in covid or was it greatly exacerbated and amplified by covid everything you will not be able to find me an issue where this is not the case, because even if it's something that's not tied whatsoever to covid or the policies that ensued thereafter. COVID permitted the people that want to do those things to us to gain power. So there's nothing. You will find nothing. Steve, why can't you let it go? This is why I can't let it go. Because everything goes back to that. That's why I cannot let it go. And I won't. But I know a lot of you will and already have. And in any other previous era, the temptation would have been... to instantaneously and viciously overreact before people had a chance to mount their defense, before the other side had a chance to be heard. But that's not this era. No. In this era, in this last election cycle we just had, everybody that did this to us that was on the ballot was just put right back in office. Everybody was. everybody. And if my polls are correct, we're prepared to just run everybody back for office again next year that did this to us before. That's not the era in which we live. No one has an exclusive claim on a biblical worldview. The right tends to align with it more often. Because by nature, if your goal is to conserve that which is both true, good, and beautiful for human, for human flourishing, more often than not, you're going to line up with a biblical worldview where those things are concerned. Because who created humans? God. And therefore, who has the most vested interest in human flourishing? Uh, God does. But understand, we're usually the impediment to our own flourishing because of our own sinfulness. And that has to be addressed first and foremost. But no one has an exclusive claim on this. No one does. I mean, there are, there are people right now who tried to get me fired from my job years ago. Because I wouldn't get on board with Mitt Romney to save America. Because he was essentially in violation of every major tenant of a biblical worldview. He just called himself a Republican. Why would I support what I'm against just because there's a different brand name attached to it? And they don't, the Democrats, to, I agree, I agree, I don't want the Democrats to win. That's why I'm not going to vote for one who's invading the other party. I mean, why would I, why would I vote for, um, why would I vote for a Democrat? Just because they call themselves a Republican. At the time in which we are in right now, the American left has essentially abandoned every fundamental, the Western left essentially, has abandoned really any fundamental of, of human flourishing and civil society, which is why a conversation yesterday between Joe Rogan and Elon Musk sounds like the Council of Nicaea, guys. This is why. This is why. Because they're not insane. They're not one of us, but they're not insane. This is why. This is why Bill Maher is having more conversations with people like Candace Owens than the on air staff at MSNBC or CNN. He's not one of us. He's just not insane. Just not insane. But we don't have those impulses anymore as a people. We don't. And, and so we have gone in this era from having to hold back zealotry, interning people who look like the people who bombed us on Pearl Harbor, stuff like that. That We have to go back from holding those instincts now and say, no, you don't get to do that to people made in the image of God just because you suspect something that you cannot prove. That's not a biblical worldview. We're not here to demean human dignity. We're not here to, to, we're not here to do that. No is the answer. Those, are, those would have been positions a biblical worldview would have called for in a different era. But now we're in an era where we've abandoned all first things whatsoever. And so now a biblical worldview is like, So are we going to do like any justice here at all? Like, is anybody going to pay for anything at all? And it appears the answer is no. You want to hear something that will really depress you, if I haven't already? Let me share something with you. I've known for a few months that I just haven't told you, but today might be the day. I heard from some little birdies, both uh, some little birdies in the DeSantis campaign, when they have done focus groups and brought up COVID, people's eyes just roll over. Understand they're talking to Republican primary voters here. They're not talking to your normie neighbor who went from putting an Obama sign to a Trump sign to a Biden sign in their yard. That's not who they're talking to. They're talking to Republican primary voters and people "Ah, have just moved on. have just moved on. So since we've just moved on, our enemies are moving ahead. Undeterred, unfazed. It's what you said yesterday, Aaron. They do this stuff to Trump, not because they fear him, but because they don't. They fear no backlash. They're in New York right now. They're trying to take the entire family fortunes that, Trump, that the Trump that, that Trump has built over the last five decades and just strip it away. Just take it away, just because they can. No fear. No fear that voters will say you can't do that to a private citizen. That's not fair. They don't care. They they just don't care. They don't care. Biden is already telling the new speaker. Well, I'll just veto. You separate. Israeli funding from Ukrainian funding. I'll just veto that because you don't have calling his bluff. We all know none of you have the balls for a government shutdown. So what are we even doing here? Placate your base and, and grandstand to them on your own time. Not happening. You want to show me you've got the balls to shut the government down, and then we'll talk. We all know they won't. Maybe they will, but that would be a stunning. If you came in, if you came in tomorrow and found out, hey, we're going to have a government shutdown. Republicans are going to the mattresses. Would you be would you be shocked? Yes, I'd be stunned. Absolutely stunned. There's no fear. None. They they can do whatever they want to you now. Colorado's going to have trials now, right now, with an Obama-appointed judge and no jury who's an act-blue donor who's going to decide whether Donald Trump can get on the ballot next year or not. If only If only someone with a large platform had predicted that this would occur. But can you think of anybody that did such a thing? That these were questions were going to be brought up and debated and asked? Greek to me, I've never heard... I can't think of anybody that brought these things up. Can you, Todd? We're all just totally blindsided by this. Here we are. There is no fear of God, and therefore, none of us. Politicians and systems only do the right thing for two reasons. Conviction. And through history, have you been able to count on that a lot? No. No. So therefore, you need... Checks and balances, right? And in our system, that check and balance is either a fear of God or a fear of man. And right now, the system has neither one. But it's okay, because we just want to move on. All right, let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you again, my friend. How you be? We're doing all right. Welcome to the G-O-D. Indeed. Let's begin here domestically. I want to make sure I'm giving my audience accurate information. My understanding, there, there's, a, there's a lot of skepticism, scrutiny, vetting, kvetching about Mike Johnson as speaker. You know, you and I talked about him last week. How is it possible? I've never heard of this guy until 72 hours before he became speaker. I asked my buddy Bob Vander Plaats, sitting to my right here earlier this week, who's as well-connected as anybody I know in Christian conservative circles across the country, even better connected than I am knew nothing about him before he became Speaker, right? And so there's been a lot of discussion. You know, Every day goes by, there's something I like, there's something I'm like, eh, okay. But from my understanding, November 18th is really D-Day that we're going to find out, right? right? November 17th is the budget deadline. Nothing will happen next year with the election. They're all going to try to get the hell out of there as many times as possible to go out and campaign. So this is really, between now and November the 17th, is really the one opportunity that they have to exert any form of leverage over the system or the process whatsoever. And given that he is speaker of the body where all appropriations begin, that means that the clock is kind of ticking on him. Am I wrong?
2: You know, Steve, I'm not seeing such an appetite to have this fight, but I'm going to reserve judgment until that point. You're absolutely right. They're going to talk about the hires, the personnel, um, the way the House is run, uh, some of the political operations like the Congressional Leadership Fund, uh, the fact that he's keeping it, but then it's a question whether they'll get involved in primaries or not. Look, there's one thing that matters. We are living through a time of pure economic security and cultural hell. We also have a uh, 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 political opponents that are extremely dangerous, extremely radical, unpopular, and in the case of the president, uh, extremely inarticulate, to say the least. So you'll never have a more auspicious but also uh, opportune time for a budget showdown, a government funding showdown, a government shutdown fight. Everything boils down to that. Everything else is BS. Pick your issue, whether it's the open border invasion, whether it's the Pfizer genocide, whether it's the castration, whether it's. Destroying our energy and the Green New Deal and inflation, whether it's funding Hamas and Hezbollah, there's got to be something that they're willing to fight on. Okay, Pick one of those and show us that you will fight in a meaningful way on something.
0: So, for example, this maneuver that Speaker Johnson initiated uh, earlier this week to separate funding for um, Israel from Ukraine so we can have a debate about whether we should be funding either one, but at the very least, we are separating the two because they're not really the same issue. The Biden administration has already indicated it will veto that, and he's, he wants to do this by... Uh, taking away funds divert funds from uh, biden's enlargement of the irs and have that go in the israeli aid package the biden administration says it will veto any attempt to do that so then what leverage does speaker johnson have to do anything other than threaten any form of a government shutdown we're basically just doing blogs right we're just no no no, no. i
2: mean exactly exactly because at the end of the day this is standalone legislation that you need all three branches to pass but then Biden needs in order to fund all the other operations of the fourth right government he needs the funding bill uh November 18th at midnight and that's their leverage that that's where they could say we're not funding the IRS jihad against america we're defunding the jihad we're defunding um all of the you know pro palestinian stuff and and look the other thing it takes is that they have to show that they're willing to shoot the hostage what what they cannot do is show Biden that the actual just weapons to israel is so important that ultimately they'll give biden anything for it they have to be willing to walk away from it and then in the budget bill focus primarily on the negatives um because israel is much like the border where it's not a funding problem it's a policy problem uh so In fact, I would oppose giving DHS another $30 billion because that's not going to go towards, you know, sending the military to fight the cartels. It's going to go towards catch and release and doing it more effectively, more efficiently and and in higher numbers. And likewise with Israel, you know, I'm a little bit dubious about sending them weapons. But then having Biden use that to say you can't fight the Gaza Mm -hmm. war in any way that you're going to win it without uh, you know substantial casualties to the IDF oh and by the way you better not do anything to Hezbollah in the north oh and by the way you better allow in aid to uh, our uh, our Palestinian uh, our so-called Palestinian friends that's what he's doing now so that money largely is going towards the current policies that you know if I were Mike Johnson I would make this more about, A, defunding Israel's enemies and, B, unwinding Biden's uh, policies where he's uh, doing kind of to Israel's borders what he what he d- did to our border rather than so much just neoconize, ukrainize everything. Republicans – and I think genuinely Republicans are coming from a good position here, and I think they understand the sense of morality, good versus evil here – but they have this one dimension of just throw money at at, at a problem. And I, I would much especially when scenario, that money is going
0: to Lockheed Martin and Raytheon.
2: Yeah. So in other words, Lockheed Martin and Raytheon will get their money with the contracts. But Israel sure as heck won't be able to use mm-hmm. a lot of the weaponry. And as we're seeing now, they lost 15 soldiers um, yesterday, largely because they're not using enough of those weapons liberally enough to, um, create a buffer zone of RPG and anti-tank fire th- that won't be able to affect their their infantry, and it's it's really a shame. And and let's not forget that uh, Israel lost one war in their seventy year history, and that is a 2006 war with Hezbollah. And the reason they lost it is because Bush and that bi uh, Condoleezza Rice pulled the plug on their operation right when their infantry was in the most precarious situation. And that's my concern right now. So I think Mike Johnson obviously has a biblical worldview on Israel, and I agree with it and I appreciate it, but I think they need to be briefed on the broader policy implications of what the Biden admin is doing, not so much um, have a bidding war on, on, on a monetary value of weapons.
0: All right. You've, you've invoked what's going on, the war in Gaza now a few times. Let's go there next. What is your view of what's going on there now?
2: What's going on there now is Judea, Samaria, and Gaza are the linchpin of the fight for Western civilization. And it's not just because that is the first theater of jihad, and then everything expands out from there. Suicide bombing was originated there, expanded out. A vehicular jihad is now in the United States as well. Um, so this sort of unleashing of savages into... into uh, Suburban type of neighborhoods, whether it's Hamas or BLM Antifa doing that, that is the next play for all all that's evil. It needs to be shut down. We have shown since really World War Two that in the West, we don't have the guts. Mm -hmm. We don't have the morality to fight and win wars. Okay, we, we don't have that. And the thought is that you have to suffer as many casualties as the other side. It's just kind of like a one-to-one ratio. Otherwise, you're not allowed to do it. So Israel would suffer a suicide bombing, 10, 20, 30 people killed. They got 1,400 killed, which per scale is like forty, fifty thousand uh, 50,000 Americans. And we all thought that would be enough, but evidently it's not. And they're still fighting a politically correct war and the Biden admin is, is ensuring they are. If they cannot wipe hamas off the face of the map we are done in the west we are completely done because that means that any other similar enemy that would arise in other western countries that is ultimately how we're going to fight the war
0: Hmm. how optimistic are you In, Um, in the israeli in the in the resolve of the israeli leadership Netanyahu has a certain Trumpian instincts of talking a big game for many, many years. Um, is there – are we going to actually follow through this time?
2: Man, Steve, that's, that's tough because there's two things that are at an impasse. On the one hand, the Israeli people will not and, – and that includes the left there now. Um, the left is like the right. Uh, they will not s- settle for anything less than, than full victory. The problem is the Biden administration is doing everything in its power to ensure that they do not achieve that, um, and and therein lies the problem. And 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 that's why I have a little bit of a contrarian view on foreign aid to Israel. Uh, in general, I think we need to wind down foreign aid across the board, but also it it comes at a huge cost. The State Department is is uh, run by the Muslim Brotherhood. And is saturated with Iranian spies, and it's just used to basically control them and get them to commit suicide. And I, I think if I were them, I would find a way to do without it, and uh, and chart my own path. And I think again, Republicans and and they truly are united on Israel. And I know some on the right resent that they seem to care more about Israel's border than our borders. And I, I get that, uh, but but you know it still is the right thing to do in this theater. If they want to give Israel support, I think it's the diplomatic support and completely assailing Biden's policies that would be more helpful than even money. Um, Biden, the Biden administration is a lot more dangerous than Ilan Omar and the, the Jihad squad because they're open about what they want to do. The Biden administration has the same goals or at least the same outcomes, but they're bear hugging Israel into a full Nelson. And uh, it's just extremely dangerous. And, and Steve, make no mistake about it. Our troops that are being sent to the theater on the ships, which should not be there, are not there to help Israel. You know why they're there. They're there to impose a ceasefire by being collateral damage. Um, so, you know, Israel, you got to turn down the temperature because we have assets at play here. That's why he's sending them there. It's extremely insidious. Um I don't think people understand the depths of evil of this administration. The same admin that killed millions of people around the world with the Pfizer uh, gene juice, the biomedical jihad. It is saturated with literal Iranian spies. I mean, the chief of staff to the assistant uh, secretary of DOD for special operations is an Iranian spy. And I don't know if she's been put on leave yet Hmm. since that was exposed. The one who hired her was. I mean, this is really bad. The Biden administration supports Hamas. Make no mistake about that. We have Hamas in America, we have the Muslim Brotherhood, we have care, which is which is a fundraiser for Hamas. We got some serious problems here, and we need to find some moral fortitude and clarity, and we need some leadership. There is one man providing that balance between the Tucker sort of pro-palestinian crap and uh, this you know Nikki Haley neocon stuff. a minimalist approach, getting our assets. Out of the Middle East and focusing on our border actually is pro-Israel and America first. At the same time, let Israel take care of the evil there. Let us take care of the evil in our hemisphere, and that's just the way it is.
0: Good to see you, brother. Thank you very much as always. All right, take care. See you later. You bet, Daniel. Brought to you by our friends over at Preborn, the outstanding pro-life ministry. That is a question for you: Would you spend twenty-eight bucks to have an eighty percent chance to save a human life? And they're gambling that a lot of you would answer yes in this audience. And did you know, that's all an ultrasound cost preborn? 28 bucks to get an ultrasound in front of a mother so that she can both see and hear her baby and, and, and the heartbeat and feel it and be convicted and not follow through with her temptation to go ahead and kill her child. 80% of the time when that mom hears that heartbeat, she doesn't follow through. And those ultrasounds, they only cost 28 bucks. But the battle doesn't end there. Those moms still need help, and so they provide prenatal, postnatal aid and counseling as well. All of that is free of charge, too, provided they have enough tax-deductible donations from people like us in this audience. If you would like to make one, go to preborn.com slash steve. Maybe the best $28 bucks you have ever spent. Maybe you can do more. Preborn.com slash steve is where you want to go. Or you can dial pound 250 on your mobile phone, say the keyword baby. Or just go to preborn.com slash steve. John 317.